This is the Discuss Metal Podcast with Josh and David of the Showdown. Hosted by Dan Terry. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Discuss Metal Podcast. My name is Dan. I'll be your host for this evening or any evening that you're watching or listening to this podcast. It's pretty much always always going to be me. If if it's not, it's some kind of imposter. You're on the wrong you're on the wrong page. Uh, you're you're on the wrong channel. So uh, tonight I've got a I've got two very special guests. I've got Josh and David from the Ultimate Showdown. I'm sorry, just the Showdown. <laughs> Love it. How are you guys doing tonight? Good man. Good. So it has been, how long has it been? I should have checked this before we did this, but um, it has been, what, two years since we had David on for, um, how long was that podcast? Like two and a half hours? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like, it was long. It was. I actually started off, the, I started, when we started the podcast, I said, this is going to be the longest podcast you've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> It was definitely one of the longer ones. I think the longest one we did was like three and a half hours, and that was us talking about um about the Azalea dying stuff. <laughs> so yeah, we had to we had to talk about the albums and we had to talk about, you know, it. <laughs> so but uh I'm super glad you guys came on tonight though, because um I've got a lot of questions and um I, I, I've been I've been privy to some information that I know about now, but nobody's going to know about until they're, you know, watching this <laughs> or listening to this. Um, you guys are doing stuff. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're doing Furnace Fest and we're starting to, you know, just kind of jam and see what happens. But yeah, Furnace Fest. That's cool. Are you guys excited? Did you guys go to Furnace Fest last year? Dave did, didn't you? Or did you? I didn't. <clears throat> Yeah, I did. Um, I went to Fern- uh, Sarah and I went to Furnace Fest, and uh, it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was a great festival, and um, I, we, I enjoyed it so much. So that like we already had <clears throat> like hotels and everything picked out like before we were even asked to play because we were planning on going again. Okay, so is that yeah. good? I didn't actually yeah. get to make it last year, which was a huge bummer because uh, I had planned on going. I did all these like episodes leading up to Furnace Fest and, you know, talking about all the bands that were going to be there. And then like the festival came and I had like car trouble and (laughs) money trouble and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I can't go. So then like literally every person that I interviewed that I was like, yeah, man, I'll see you at Furnace Fest. I start getting text messages like, are you here? (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, no, no, I'm not here. So you guys say that you're thinking about jamming and, um, you know, seeing what happens. Is that a result of being asked to play or is this just kind of a icing on the cake or is it just like a timing thing? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it was good. I mean, we've always talked like we've been in con- like contact here and there on text threads, um, you know, but I think about actually like playing music together. It definitely was a catalyst. That's cool. I mean, for the most part. I mean, I think we I, I, we always talk. It's always, It would always be awesome to play, but it's definitely a, a pretty awesome reason. Yeah, for sure. So does Chad just like call you out of the blue and be like, I need you guys to 
come play or no uh one of the guys that is the promoter one of the promoters uh ryan luther um just emailed me out of the blue i couldn't believe it like sent over to the guys and it took a while i think everybody had like mixed feelings and it it, it, i didn't expect that to be asked at all yeah Oh, it's super cool. I mean, there there is sort of, I know whenever we talked, you know, before uh, on the show, you were talking about like, yeah, man, the opportunity, if the opportunity's there or, you know, we ever, you know, decide that we want to get together and do something, you know, that that was, uh, that was going to happen. So I like to see like, I like to see that sort of like beginning of a story and then, <laughs> you know, it actually end up coming to fruition because, uh, you know, this is kind of an exciting time. And the thing about Furnace Fest that I found the most interesting was that it seems like it seems like there it, it's a very nostalgia goggle uh, sort of uh, sort sort of fest. Like just sort of like how do you get how do you get a dude my age to come out and see bands that I would have gone and seen when I was like nineteen or <laughs> you know um, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, well, music has changed so much too that you know a lot of these bands are are like there's no way that some of us are going to be able to be like as heavy as some of some of what's going on right now or um like some of what's going on right now but you know it's a lot of it is for you know middle-aged guys or approaching middle-aged guys who used to who used to live for this kind of thing so it's going to be for me it's going to be interesting because i've been all the way out since like 2010 or so so sure yeah yeah it's kind of like uh it should be sort sort of a blast from the past, especially um, one of the things that I heard the most from people is like seeing guys come out and like, they'll be like, Hey man, I saw you, you know, 10 years ago at, <laughs> you know, such and such club. Yeah. And you're like, do I remember that person? Do I not remember that person? And then it's like, Oh yeah, no, it's this one guy, but he's aged like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like 10 years. Um so are you guys doing anything um as far as far as playing? Are you guys doing anything special as far as like um set list or is it gonna just be a combo of like everything or it's sort of a it's a, a mix between like the songs that, that seemed um to do well live for us in the past, even if they weren't like necessarily the ones that did well like on Spotify or whatever radio we have there's had um but stuff we enjoy playing and stuff that seemed to get a good reaction from all of the records really we're going to try and hit i think all four of them i think that's cool that's cool yeah because i know that there was a sometimes when they've been having people play they've been having them play like an entire album from beginning to end or doing you know like a lot of that a lot of that stuff but i guess that's just up to the i don't know too much on the side of how it works as far as how they like if they have any direct say in what the bands play or don't play yeah, well, this is going to be like original lineup, but I mean, none of us are super interested in just doing the first record. Sure. Um, and every record was so different that it's probably all going to come across completely different. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out. That was kind of the fun thing about shows for us in the first place is it never really like never really sounded like the record. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely uh, it's exciting. I am going to make it down this year. I promise. It's not going to be one of those like weird things. <laughs> That's one of the things I'm I'm most excited about. But um. You know, as far as far as stuff like this goes, um, you know, with there being such a gap in time between, um, what are you guys the most excited about as far as the possibility of doing new stuff? Not necessarily like, you know, not necessarily like, you know, tell me exactly what your plans are or anything like that. But like, um, are you guys just excited to kind of be getting out again? Or is it going to be something that um, like just a regular appear? Well, I guess you answered that already when I asked it earlier, <laughs> which was... Uh, <laughs> 
I'm sorry, guys. I was at work a really long time today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm choking a little bit. Uh, what, what are you guys most excited about as far as as far as as far as this announcement and uh, the, the future of the band in general? Well, I mean, for me, it'll be it'll be interesting to to be on stage because, like I said, I've been personally I've been all the way out for 12, 13 years now. Um, but I look forward to getting in a room with the guys and just playing. Like I haven't sat down and played guitar with a drummer period, you know, in over a decade, much less with this group of guys where we first, like I spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours in a practice space and on stages with these dudes to, to just kind of see how it feels and how it fits. And if we get, if that spark happens again, I mean, we're all real different people, obviously, but to see if we can create something again, that feels like it's worth, I don't know. That's the part to me that's exciting. A show is whatever. Um, but the idea of being able to create with them again is, is what excites me personally. Yeah. Well, speaking of, speaking of being excited, um, my favorite thing to do on this show is just to talk about music. And, um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to do the generic thing where I'm like, what have you guys been stoked about as far as music, you know, in the, t- in the time period since the band was active, doesn't have to be metal, doesn't have to be anything. It can just be. Um, you know, the things that you've been most excited about, about music, um, either lately or just over, over time since the last time you played music. Um, you know, when we were, when we were doing it, I wasn't really a huge fan of what was going on in modern metal to speak of, especially a lot of the core stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I tended to be more into, you know, the, the death metal and the European side of things, but man, there's a lot of really good American metal bands that are, that are going on right now that have really surprised me with, you know, part of that was being able to let go of of the music as identity for me, but, um, there's a lot of even like deathcore bands and stuff like that. I've been like, and these guys are really, really good. Yeah. Um, just some of that new wave of, and now of course every name is escaping me, but, um, <laughs> that guy, there's one in particular. It's not, although the new abiotic record is really rad. Uh, new deeds of flesh record is so good. Um, God, what's the other one? I don't know. Dave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. As, as far as like, Heavy, which I think I kind of maybe even touched on touched on it when we talked last time, but I was really didn't get into metal truly until after we stopped playing. Yeah, I mean, where I was like, I listen to it now more than ever, really. But um, I mean, I really like everything that like Mutoid Man is like big fan. Yeah, I really like them. A big fan of them and some of the like the cheesier throwback like stuff like Striker and. Um, you know, surprisingly good. I don't usually even go that old school, but like it's it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like their. I like their. They they're very tongue in cheek, but they've got some pretty crucial riffs. I, I like them a lot. But um, yeah. As far as heavy stuff goes, I would say that that's the most. And Gojira, I love them. Oh yeah. Those those are like probably the three things that I really enjoy heavy wise. What's your favorite Gojira record? Mine, I like the one with like Magma, the one that came out in 2016. Mm, the kind of more melodic sort I of. I do, yes. I really like that. But I was able to go back and listen to the one because they, Josh, which one was it that you guys always played? The one with that riff that's like, bang, dang, 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 dum, dum, yeah, that, that was the first big one. Whenever they they hit big, I can't actually off the top of my head remember the name of the record, but it was the one where serious? they, I think so. It's what, where they started, they did some shows with Lamb of God and, and started, um, you know, all, all the big names in metal kind of co-signed on them. Yeah. Know, Lamb of God and Mastodon and all that it was that record. Okay. I think that might've been um, the way of all flesh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Randy Blythe actually did a guest vocal on one of the songs. I remember yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they had like Toxic Garbage Island, and that was when they started throwing like electronics and stuff into like putting like electronics yeah. on his voice and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and I was just like everybody else, that little pick squeal thing he does where he rakes up on the strings that is so heavy. I could not, I still don't know how to do that, but I've seen there's a million bands doing it now. <laughs> they figured it out. Like he totally pioneered that thing. And yeah, it's just crazy. a good like band, like the way they hang together um, and just get in the groove is it, it, there's no real way to explain it. But man, does it work? Yeah, it's crazy how a little thing like that, too, like something like a, a, a very, very pronounced pick scrape or something like because it's always like especially like with, on my main podcast discography discussion, we just review music. You know what I mean? We'll like sit there and listen to all of a band's records and and kind of go over like what we liked, what we didn't like you know yada 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 um and with we're always kind of looking for that like pursuit of like what heavy is you know is heavy what the deathcore bands are doing you know where you're just like yeah you're you're, you're playing an eight string guitar and the the strings are almost hanging like off of it yeah you know is that what heavy is but then you've got a band like gojira that'll come along and like sort of redefine how people think about you know heaviness and you know even with something like a, I'm not saying just the pick scrape is the only thing that makes it heavy, but like, yeah, well, a lot of it is that that, that drummer truly Duplantier, he reminds me of uh, Igor Cavalera. He's, he's not the most techie drummer in the world, but the way he like is right there in that pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, it plays a little bit tribally too, like Igor did. That just man, and it feels like he he hits them like five times as hard as anybody else. He doesn't. I watched him play, but it feels like he hits the drums five times as hard as anybody. <laughs> yeah, I've seen videos and like I wouldn't necessarily say he looks chill, but he I mean he kind of does. Like he's just mm-hmm. like Yeah. Well, he did it. He filled in uh playing drums for some uh not the Tonight show, but something like that, the with Seth Myers mm-hmm. on that Yeah, show. like the late late show or something. The yeah, late, late show Myers or whatever, show. yeah. And he was just like and it still was like, man, that's kind of impressive, you know? Yeah. You're hitting it hard without hitting it hard. Yeah. Um you know, one of the things I, so I did actually before I, this morning when I got to work, before they told me to, you know, quote, turn that shit off, uh, I did listen to, I listened to, um, Backbreaker and I listened to, uh, Chorus. And, uh, they actually, some of the dudes at work dug Temptation because they're all those dudes just listen to like whatever's on the radio. So they were like, they were like, okay, yeah, yeah, just like more of this. Um, my favorite record is probably Backbreaker. But the funny thing is, is that, what you guys were doing was so different from what was heavy then, you know what I mean? Like, cause a lot of the bands that were out there, they were doing the core thing. That's like when death core sort of came in and like, I mean, obviously you guys had the screamed vocals that people would, you know, that, that it, was it ever kind of like frustrating that you're like trying to do this, like original metal thing, drawing from a very big pool of different influences and ideas for people to just be like, Oh yeah, the showdown, they're a metal core band. Oh yeah. Like that's not what we wanted to be at all. I mean, it's not like we never heard any stuff like that. Like I was a Lamb of God fan and you know, sure. I've been a Converge fan coming up and all that other stuff. So I knew what all of it was, um, but we didn't want to be another, you know, and as I lay dying or a Norman Jean or anything like that. Um, we sure. wanted to be something very different from that. And we always felt kind of like the fish out of water thing, but that's kind of, that's just where we were, you know, musically. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I don't. Whenever I was talking to David a while, I, I'm sorry I keep going back to that episode, but we we talked about so much stuff, and um, 
I think I think the really interesting thing about the origin was that how how you guys kind of started off playing punk rock, you know, more so than 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 metal. Uh, how did you know? How does that transition work? Like, do you just kind of was it just one of those like play you know throw a metal riff into a punk rock song and then like you write another song and it has more metal riffs in it or like it was a lot of cajoling on my part i mean the band was a punk band originally and i joined knowing that that you know it was punk band and i liked you know ended up liking a lot more than i initially did the punk stuff but i all along had been a metalhead and i just dug and dug and dug and dug and kept bringing metal riffs and kept bringing them until eventually they started letting me play a few and uh like our drummer at the time didn't really want to do double bass or anything like that. And core was like my in to get from punk to hardcore into kind yeah. of metal stuff. Um, and we slowly got, the, it's really when Andrew joined the band that I was able to be like, okay, let's play a death metal riff. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then, so David, you're just like, yeah, I guess I'll just like growl over it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, because I, I mean, I was into a lot of like the. I mean, I got into like you know, Under Oath and Beloved and Norma Jean and some of that stuff. Like, kind of, I I would say bridge the gap over from punk rock to just you know, just going to Cornerstone and seeing some of those bands. Like, it, it made more sense to me. And yeah. and and then I guess like I just remember I didn't realize I could scream, and then. Once that happened, it, it definitely seems like it just kind of gradually started to become more and more. It really was like a slow, slow crawl. And I, I was on that the last time I was I was listening because I listened and skimmed through some of the when we were talking. And I was I don't know if you listened to it, Josh, but. If you remember that van that we had from Audio Adrenaline. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget it. As long as I live. the I don't remember if you were driving the van or if you were up there, but you had you got this Pantera tape out of your backpack <laughs> and put it in. And I mean, I think we were literally driving back. We had just played with Reliant K or something. I remember that crazy. show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember Dude, I'd never heard. I could. I thought he was joking. <laughs> I, I, I you never never heard Pantera before? No, I, dude, I thought he was kidding. I literally thought. I, I was like, I did not. Are you really into this? You know. And now, I mean, of course, they're like the bomb. Of course, like right. I love them. But yeah, I mean, I just you know that was. I mean, Josh, he was always into metal. Always had metal CDs. Like from the get go. Well, and some of that transition too happened with, I mean, a lot of it went from, you know, melodic punk stuff, because a lot of what we did was really poppy melodic punk through um, some of the kind of the more melodic hardcore, but also a lot of it went through the power metal avenue. Um, specifically, Travis R., the guitar player, really liked a lot of um, like Aventasia and Ed Guy and stuff like that. He really Okay, liked. yeah. Um, so that was kind of a route in for me guitar wise because he loves like 80s metal fucking forget about it man poison warrant rat all that stuff that's his jam so that was kind of a way to kind of um and that's how you end up with a record sort of like temptation too and all the you know the melodic bits that are on course a lot of that was me compromising between because i wanted to sound like testament decapitated children of bodum pantera like that was yeah me, but he had a little more melodic side to him that we you know came together on um with the 80s metal stuff and all that 
that was something one of my coworkers commented on when we were listening to uh chorus um where he was like yeah i like that i like that last song that they had that was all you know um you know it was all it was all melodic and it was all you know uh there was a, like a lot of there was a lot of singing like it, trying to remember exactly which song it was but uh it definitely um I, I'm actually, you know what, dude? It's 2022. I can literally just look and see what song it was. <laughs> I'm just gonna do that. Uh, but yeah, it, it it it's funny because then we went into um, we went into one of the heavier songs, and he was just like, "Is this is this the same band?" <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "I was like, what are you talking about?" And he's like, "He's like, I don't know." He's like, "He's like the the other one had like all this melody." Yeah, so it was. Um, proclamation of evil's fate which is like starts off with that really melodic you know um you know sort of dueling guitar sound and then Mm -hmm. um then it goes right into dagan and don after that and he's like yeah wait like like suddenly we're we're like we're like in death metal territory here he's like he's like he's like he's like dude this band is all over the place and i was like well i was like if you listen to the later records like it's a little bit more like they go with an idea and stick with it well, and Proclamation was one of the earliest songs we wrote for that record, and Dagon was the very last, if I remember right. Yeah. So that makes some of the sense, too. Yeah, those just came almost from a, <clears throat> I would say, from a completely different place, but yeah. Um, yeah, they really did. I mean, it's uh, Travis wrote a lot of Proclamation, actually. Probably more of that. That There was that and one other song that he wrote the majority of on that record. Um, Dagon was, I came with that song pretty much fully done, and that was me just worshipping Decapitated, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> and not being as definitely good. Hear that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I love I love that record. Um, like I told David, like when I the first time I'd ever I'd heard it, a friend of mine bought it at a Christian bookstore and he like didn't even listen to it on the way home. He's like, I got he calls me up, he's like, dude, I have I have no idea what this sounds like. <laughs> he's like, I literally just saw he's like, I literally just saw the cover artwork and I need you to get in your car and drive over here. And we're gonna sit down. We're gonna listen to it on my stereo, <laughs> and we did. I mean, we listened to that. We listened to the whole thing like two or three times because at that time, this was still like I, there's just still a little bit like the the heavier bands were like, I guess what they said they call it like the new wave of of American heavy metal, like that 2003 2004. You had bands like Asley Dying and like Kill Switch and Shadows Fall and stuff getting popular. But like, as far as like music that you could buy at a Christian bookstore, like it was absolutely mind blowing for us because we we're like, oh my god, like we we this because like you had like you had like heavy bands before that, but everybody was like you had to, you had to pick you either had to pick a band that was all brutality all the time, or you had to or you had to pick something like you know. Um, no offense to this band, but like something like a Project 86 or a POD or something like that is like, you, you know, that that was as heavy as that stuff got. Unless you just wanted to listen to stuff like Zeo, which I had no problem with and still have no problem with. But um, we were we were like just blown away by the mix of like melody, heaviness. And then also that there, you know, you had extreme vocals as well as like song vocals, <laughs> you know, um, absolutely. You know, because this is like. I don't, did Demon Hunter come out first? Not that they sound even remotely the same, but like they were. Their first record was out before we put our record out. Anyway, I remember well, seeing in a Christian bookstore. Yeah, it would have been the. It, and but I mean, as far as like bands that you know could like sing and scream, and I don't mean like scream and then emo sing or <laughs> or you know that sort of thing. Like it was like it was like real like metal singing with you know extreme vocals. 
And of course, before we knew how to play instruments or knew anything about music, that's all we focused on was, was you know, was yeah. the vocals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it absolutely, absolutely blew us away. And um, I think what's, what's really special about that record is the mix of, is the mix of, of different ideas. You know, you have, like you said, there's like that decapitated worship in there, but then there's also influences from power metal. There's, there's influences from melodic death metal, you know, like Scandinavian, you know, not at the gates because that's what all the other bands yeah were and that was on purpose too because i love at the gates damn it but yeah. like there were too many bands that were playing at the gates rips and breakdowns at the yeah time. you can't mix you can't mix seen. yeah you can't mix those two i know you guys might have made a lot more money if you had done that i don't know but probably would have yeah <laughs> but there were bands doing that better than we would and there were a thousand of them you know there was as la dying and there was as la Ju- as la dying junior 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 i mean we went on tour with winter solstice and yeah. that was like the most, I mean, again, no problem with the guys. They probably have no idea, but like, you know, that was basically just an at the gates riff and a breakdown over and over and over and over again the whole time. Yep. Everybody was doing that. And I went out of my way to avoid that. We wanted to sound like an actual metal band. Right. Because, you know, the bands I liked that even the, you know, the Christian bands like Embodiment, that was an actual death metal band. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, dude. And well, they actually they blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although, I don't know, man, the famine brought it back. They were so good. That's one of those bands that, like, because I remember hearing, yeah, Embrace the Eternal back in the day, and that record is, like, literally a riff buffet. Dude, <laughs> you know, record, like, I, I played that record nonstop for the better part of a year. Oh. Like, just every other, like, every other CD was just back to embodiment. Yeah. I had it on cassette I, for the longest time. <laughs> yeah. Besides Travis and Josh, Andy Godwin is, like, one of my favorite guitar players of all time. I didn't even realize it until after I was playing, done with playing the showdown. I mean, just listening to the Embrace the Eternal and those famine records, his riffs are so sick. Dude, yeah. he's unbelievable guitar player, like unbelievable talent. I never got, to, I'm bummed that I never got to meet the guy and I never got to see Embodiment or the Famine. There's like the one of the very few that I really cared about actually seeing in that scene, but. I mean, I think I met Mark and Chris somewhere along the way at some point, but I never did meet uh, Andrew or get to pick his brain about guitar playing because he is—he thinks about the guitar a lot more different than people think he does. It's, yeah, it's different. It's—he's one of the—he's one of the few players. I hate to say this in that scene that you can tell it's him. You Every know, time. like you can, yeah, you, you yeah. know, like straight up, either he's had some involvement or 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 something. It's funny, you know, I did actually see, I saw the fan play live. I think they were with, uh, it was like Stronger This. It was like Living Sacrifice and The Famine and um, Demon Hunter. And uh, yeah, that was only like four hours. That was in Rolla, Missouri before the tornadoes happened um, and all that. But like, it was really, um, it was, it was, it was like, it was like being in a trance watching the yeah. famine play. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. Like whenever I saw him live and like how much, but like the record sounds amazing anyway, but like how they sounded like beyond what you'd hear on the record, just having, having the full band in the room, it was a totally different experience. I wish that I got to see them. And I guess embodiment is doing new stuff now or something. It's some strange artsy thing. I've only heard like little bits of music and I don't, I don't understand. So there's two things. There's, uh, there's hope deferred, which is Andrew's band. Um, and that's like a death metal band that I know they just upgrade. They, up, they uploaded recently, like a, uh, it's like a living sacrifice cover song from one of the old living sacrifice albums. It's like death metal. It's, it's great. Uh, and they put out like a three song demo. And so that sounds like death metal, like old in like old embodiment. 
And then Mark has his own project called the embodiment of all famines. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like a, it's like a, yeah, it's like an art that I haven't listened to a whole lot of it because like, I guess it's something that you have to have like all the source material or something like in front of you in order to, yeah. like you can't just stream it on Spotify or something and like get it entirely. So it'll be interesting to see what, what that turns out to be. But I interviewed um, Eric Shirey who used to own uh, Pluto records uh, down in Texas. And um, this was the weirdest experience for me where he's like, Hey um, God, what was it? What did he say? Eric's like, oh, by the way, uh, Andrew wanted me to tell you hi. And I was all like, I've never talked to him before. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, oh no, he, 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 uh, I guess he checked out, he checked out one of your podcasts and you like, he likes that you like suffocation or <laughs> something like that. And I was well, like, I dude, Andrew. I like suffocation too. Right. Yeah. Like, let's, <laughs> you know, uh, let's get him on here. And, you know, like, I'm like, I'm like, where's, where's that interview at? You know, like, we, right. we need to sit down and talk about this, <laughs> you know, talk right. it out. I'll invite you guys to come on. Like, just be like, <laughs> we'll just yeah, like I'm trying to pick that dude's brain. <laughs> yeah. Pepper him with questions. If you guys get, if you guys get too into the guitar talk though, I'll just be sitting there. Like, I don't know what these guys are talking about, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hit up, uh, Eric, uh, Shari on Facebook a while back. Mm-hmm. I think he was at furnace fest too. I was he trying was. to, I was trying to scam my way into doing guest vocals uh, with Hope Deferred. It's my dream. I actually probably went a little overboard trying to find um, Andy. God, you got to go, 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 go to his house, but then he's, he's not like, there. Can we just do one song? Because I, I listened to this podcast he did, and he was like only into like guttural death metal vocals. That was and as was the like, story grows. Yeah. With Brian Patton. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, I'm your guy. I, <laughs> that's all I want to do. Anyways, look, let's do it. <laughs> I even found, I, yeah, I, I really tried hard to find him. And then I gave up. Like I was going through his mail and I just, couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing good in his trash. I don't know. Yes, yeah, good. Every time, every time I try to come to his house, he's not there. <laughs> it's like, dude, just send me one riff, and I promise. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely amazing. Yeah, dude, I can't, I can't say enough stuff, enough good stuff about the. Because, did, so do you guys have the old embodiment stuff, like the before Embrace the Eternal? I did. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. if I do anymore, but I did at some point. It's like a really hard to find CD. Like if you go. If you go on like eBay or something, it's like somebody, some, some asshole selling it for like $300 or something, you know? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I, I had a friend back in the day who was like, before MP3 trading was a thing, like he was all over all like the solid state bands, the cornerstone scene, all that. He had like VHS tapes of like past cornerstones and Jesus. like, if you could find it, he found it. And that's actually how I found the majority of any kind of like underground Christian metal stuff. Yeah, it was through this dude, Michael Hammer. What up, bro? Yeah, what's up, man? Shout out, <laughs> add us, add us on social media. No, <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. Yeah, it's like, like, comment and subscribe because it helps the <laughs> algorithm. Um, but yeah, I like that. That stuff is good. I remember like loving that. Um, I love loving that first because that's the first I heard. I was like, they had a song called "Dismembering Death" that I had. Yeah, somebody burned me. A, somebody burned me a CD back in the day that had that song in it. And like, they didn't tell me who any of the bands were. So it was like, it was like 55 minutes of just like brutal in your face, death metal. <laughs> and like, it was all incredible, but I didn't know like who to check out. 
or you know where to find where where to find more or or any of that stuff but that i i think like looking back on if i can ever find that cd i'm going to try to like figure out who everybody is now that i've had a few years you know to do so but um yeah i think that i i think that a lot of this stuff is important and that's part of what that's part of why I like doing these interviews is I kind of like kind of getting a historical, like where everybody came from, you know, musically. So I guess I'm going to do the generic, uh, podcast interviewer thing and be all like, what was your guys' first, uh, what was your first heavy record? Like the first record that you were like, okay, I checked this out and this is, this is my thing now. Dude, it was sad, but true. Metallica, that song, and I will never, as long as I, I was in <laughs> a guy from youth group, we were doing some youth group event, and I was in his car, and it was a silver tracker, and he put it on, and it just, dun, 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 and I thought that dude must have like 16 strings on his guitar, that was the heaviest <laughs> thing I'd ever heard in my life, yeah. he had to be eight feet tall, and I was like, and it just, that, that was the moment, it ruined my 20s, all of my 20s, <laughs> that moment. <laughs> It's sad but true. It is. <laughs> I feel like David's got something much more embarrassing. No, I mean, <clears throat> truthfully, probably. No, I started with Morbid Angel. Not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you know, other than like Def Leppard, and so I didn't really. I listened to a lot of really wacky stuff, and I think before I got into punk rock, like the very first rock. CD or whatnot that I bought that wasn't like, you know, rap or some something weird or Eagles or something like that was like uh not even rock, but it was like uh Ben Folds Five, whatever, never amen. Okay. And I just couldn't believe how nasty they were. And especially like watching a video, like I had taped them on um TV and and this dude is like, you know, smashing his guitar. Uh, piano with a stool and the freaking bass players tripping out pulls the cable out is like making these noises i'm like this is wild and i actually i I really got do i i forgot and i forgot you were such a big fan too but man i hadn't i forgot ben folds was pretty punk yeah Yeah. i didn't know that because all all i could think of when i think of ben folds is that like brick in um yeah like (laughs) yeah yeah that, well, I bought it because of that song, and I was actually on a date with this girl that liked that song, and I just bought it to impress her. Right. And then I started listening to it, and they're like, it's pretty gnarly. I mean, I mean, I still like them. I was a massive fan, though, but that was like the first thing that I was like, oh, yeah, I'm into this. Like, I think I'm maybe, um, you know, next or whatever kind of lame R&B I was into in high school. <laughs> like went down that road you know i don't know if it's the the first actual cd i ever bought like not tape but actual compact disc i bought weird al fucking yankovic (laughs) i think that's all i mean everybody's got some weird al cds you know dude he's coming he's coming to pelham tennessee plug playing in the cave it's like 500 bucks that i really want to go 500 bucks he was legit talented though i mean he's like a real talent yeah yeah I mean, he, he's, he's the most diverse, uh, diverse musician in the world, right? He might be. He's like mm-hmm. Prince, but funny. Yeah, and he's like a PhD. You know, like he's like very, very, very like 
I, this is really weird because I'm just like, he's actually really, really, really smart. Well, I think like most musicians are smart, like, at least enough to like know how to, you know, um, minus maybe some of the hardcore bands used to play at my local. Uh, no, but he's like, he's like, like, as far as I understand, like classically educated and like classically yeah. trained musically. And at, like, he's just ridiculous. Like some of the stuff he plays on the accordion is insane. Like when you yeah, really he can play a lot of instruments too. Like he's, yeah. he's a really, really musically gifted guy. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely need to go see Weird Al again. I don't think I've seen him since I was like eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go see him tomorrow. Yeah. 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 It would be awesome. I love his polka mashups, especially that new metal one. Good God. <laughs> angry, angry white boy polka. <laughs> <laughs> Got my life in two pieces. This is my life. What a bro. <laughs> Do you guys ever get into new? You guys ever get into new metal? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Okay, God, yeah. Sweet. So you guys are honest. <laughs> oh, dude, Limp Biscuit, Corn. I thought like I remember being into Corn, and I bought that Limp Biscuit CD, and I was like, Nah, man. Like Corn invented it, Limp Biscuit perfected it, bro. It's oh, never yeah. gonna get any better than that. Like, it's, <laughs> dude, that's that's it for me. And this is after I'd already had heard Pantera. I had no excuse. Like I was right. a long time Metallica fan, big Pantera fan, and I was like, Oh, dude, this is it right here, man. <laughs> Went down yeah, that rabbit know. hole, down coal chamber and everything else for years. Loco, loco. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get Dez on the show at some point. I need to like stalk him on Twitter or something and be like, hey. Let's, he did let's... The, that. His uh, band now did part of that Ozfest we did in 07. And man, everybody Driver, was always right? talking about. Yeah, Devil Driver. And everybody was always talking about what a nice guy he was. I just saw him in passing. I never talked to him. But everybody's like, he is the coolest dude. Yeah. Yeah, a buddy of mine had him on. Had, well, no, he was on Brutally Speaking before I was. <laughs> so <laughs> I missed I missed the boat on that one. But yeah, dude, I, it's funny with with new metal because it's like kind of coming back in a way. Like you know how like it is. Yeah, you know how hair metal got really popular again. Uh, and it's I mean, it's sort of more or less stayed there because like bands like Guns and Roses can still tour and like make tons of money and like sell out. You know, sell out entire venues yeah. and stuff. Um, but new metal's kind of doing the same thing. I know Limp Biscuit just like announced a tour and put out a new record. And, and well, and there's there's new bands too. Like there's a lot yeah. of in my Spotify queue stuff. There's new bands that are doing like rap metal stuff, and some of it's I don't like it, but like some of it, I can see that it's legit that they're doing something interesting with it. Like there's a there's a song called uh, it's got a bunch of X's in it, but I think it's supposed to be Tooth Grinder. Okay. Um, and it's Unity, Texas, and Notions, and somebody else um, doing a song. It's such a good song, but it's like legit rap and like these really angular metalcore riffs. And man, it gets me hype. I'm not gonna lie. It's like yeah. real good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like what we were talking about earlier. How metalcore for the longest time was just at the gates plus breakdowns plus maybe a guitar solo if you're lucky. You yeah. know. And then, you know, or then you you have somebody in there, Howard Jones in it up, you know, like, yeah. And you really, get like you know, a little noodly tap riff or something like that with some harmonies to show that they knew what metal was. And, yeah. yeah. But then you've got these guys that are like combining metal core <clears throat> with like new metal and it being like, because that's uh, whenever I ask the question, like, what have you guys been excited about? Like in music, I would say for me, even though nobody asked me, that's, that's kind of <laughs> it, <laughs> you know, for that, as far as, Stuff that I'm excited to see, like how far it can actually be taken, you know, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a bad idea is the thing. And a lot of these, like a lot of the newer drummers in some of these bands are, they really are taking a hip hop influence in, in a lot of the way that they play. 
Um, and so I can see how some of it sort of makes sense. There's some band I can't remember. It's not, they don't do very well, but I don't know if you know who NF is. He's a rapper, just the name. Uh, so NF. I love NF. Dude, NF is so rad. And there's some band that covers of one of his songs and man, they do a pretty good job. It's I the think animal it's the and me. Record. Yeah. The band's yeah, yeah, called yeah. the animal and yeah. me. I was just listening to that the other yeah. day. I, and I liked it. I thought it was a really good cover, but I was kind of like, ah, oh, it's not really him though. You know, like yeah, that was the it only. It makes me want to hear the real thing more than anything else, but it's not, they did it. Like they didn't embarrass themselves at all. And I would think that'd be the easiest thing in the world to do is embarrass yourself trying to do that. Oh yeah. They did a cover of uh, Eminem's rap God. That was really, really good. Too. I mean, the song's deplorable, but the, but the, their cover of it was actually really, really interesting to hear a guy doing like shred vocals, like scream vocals like that, that yeah. fast, it, you know, in that, you know, uh, I couldn't even, it makes my throat hurt even thinking about it. Like just trying, trying well, to sit down and do that. That band, uh, bro job, <laughs> bro job. They covered that <laughs> yeah. fantasy song. Uh huh. They're just a, this guttural, like beat down metal with like these super fast rap lyrics on it. And it's man, it's really impressive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I I think Attila's got some pretty legit riffs. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I want to hang out with Franzilla. Like, man, that dude is off the charts, man. I'm telling you, I listened to their I, the first time I ever heard this new metal mashup was that record that they put out in 2014. I was going through and just checking out all the metal stuff. I never heard. I, I couldn't believe it. It's talking about sitting in your basement with crusty Cheetos and like doing all these rap. I was like, man, this guy, dude, this dude is on one. <laughs> well, there's that. Uh, who is it? I am Jake Hill. I guess the guy's name is Jake Hill. But there's a band called I am Jake Hill where the guy does a fair amount of rap stuff too and some yeah. heavy stuff. That it's all well done for what I don't particularly care for it myself, but it's all really well done. Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting. I think that, like, yeah. You know, so I'm going to ask a serious question now. Uh, do you guys think that with the uh, this is a semi-serious, semi-sarcastic question, but do you guys feel like with how available music is now that bands are more free to kind of because I feel like I, are more free to kind of experiment with their sound and try new things versus the way it used to be, where you you know you put out a demo, you, you decide what you're going to play. You put out a demo yeah. and then I hope a company spends money on it. But like, if a company is going to spend money on it, like it's got to be like a certain way. Well, it's, it's in a way, yes, but it's, it's just that the, the landscape's a little different because like, sure, there's less to lose as far as recording something goes, right? Like you can just yeah. throw it up on YouTube or, or get it on Spotify or whatever. And so you really don't have as much to lose. You can just put it out there and it's the internet. Everything is there for a minute and then goes away is the, right. the general way of things. But it was sort of that way in the first place. For us, it was just live. You know, like it would be in the local scene. We would say, okay, well, we're going to try this one heavy song. We know we're a punk band, but what do y'all think about this heavy song? And that would be like the only people that ever heard us. So we had to end up doing that well. So I think there's there might be a little more freedom in, in the way that they do it now. But it's I, I don't know that there's any any less risk of losing what little following you have when you take a chance like that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think that... Yeah, there's there there's a certain sense of um, there's a certain I think part of the reason why we're getting kind of sort of these nostalgic sort of sort of returns to is because of sort of the advent of being able to like what we're doing right now, like bands that like separate, you know, for 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 years can now just jump on a call and like you could you could talk like this app that we're using. 
you guys could get on and jam on that if you were if you were you know yeah. in different states you know and like i know that like a lot of bands do that and stuff and i feel like i feel like that's why a lot of bands that have gone away have sort of started to kind of kind of get it back together now because it's not as much of a i would say it's a time commitment for sure but it's not as much of like a travel commitment have to book plane tickets to go practice with you know so and so yeah well if it is interesting and I like the idea of being able to do that stuff for me, like for it to be worth doing, I would want to get in a room with people again, just because that's mm-hmm. a very specific feeling um, yeah. for me. And I'm sure it's very different from, for, you know, people coming up now, but for me to be in front of that amp, making your clothes rattle just a little bit and hearing the drums right in front of you. Um, that's, that's a different, and I'm not just some old coop or whatever, but oh, things were better in my day or I just, right. that's, that's where I feel it personally. Um, so I would want to do that, but yeah, it's, it, there's a lot more freedom to just kind of send stuff back and forth. And if I were doing like a, a different kind of project, I, I think that it would be really interesting. Um, but I can definitely see why a lot of other bands are, are taking advantage of that. For sure. Absolutely. It's, being in a room with people and when you're, and you can't help, but to jam, like you can't help, but to like move, you feel in it. Like, it's just, that's great. I love that. I yeah, agree. That, that was always the payoff for me is when you feel yourself lock in with the drummer and then you hear the little accents with, with the vocals going or like actually feeling together with the people in the room was kind of, that was always the payoff for me more so than even like, you know, the crowd or the perfect record or whatever else that was what got me hooked in the first place. I, to this day, will never forget being 17 years old and for the very first time playing with a drummer, like that feeling, Yeah, you know, that's what, that was what half my life was dedicated to after that was chasing that dragon. So that's what it's always about for me personally. Dude, that is a really good feeling though. The first time, cause I'm, I'm thinking back to garage bands and stuff that I did. And, um, you even, even recorded an album. Like I actually remember whenever I first recorded music, I was the first time I actually got to hear myself <laughs> even on yeah. tape because the downside of being a vocalist in a band is when you're in that practice space, you don't hear anything that you're doing, (laughs) you know, until like you buy a PA system or something like that, or, you know, uh, can actually be heard. I never even heard myself until like I heard it recorded on tape. Well, even when you get the PA, you're still fighting the cymbals and the guitar player is still trying to outdo you. (laughs) The guitar player sitting there for four hours trying to find the right tone. <laughs> that too, <laughs> and the drummer's just tink, tink, tink. Yeah, just can't stop fiddling. You guys want me to? You guys want me to do something? Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, super cool, guys. I'm not going to keep you too long tonight, but I think that um, I think the fact that you guys are playing Furnace Fest is super cool, and I'm excited that I'm actually because I've never. I, I don't believe I've no. I don't think I've ever even seen the showdown play live. Um, if I did, it was such a long time ago, and it was probably at a festival. <laughs> you know probably that you know um you know the the memory the memory definitely needs to be rejogged <laughs> you know so well, this, uh, will, you, this will undoubtedly be a very different thing but hopefully it'll hopefully it'll be an enjoyable one oh, i'm sure yeah. it'll be great and i think it's cool because like you know the other guys that have never played the songs off backbreaker they're like stoked yeah i, I, I kind of like i didn't really know you know going into what we're gonna think and you know, Travis and Andrew, Josh, or Travis and Andrew and uh, Eric, they're just like talking about Backbreaker, especially me and Josh and Eric were on Backbreaker, but it, I thought it was cool. You know, like they're like, that's what we want to play. We want to play those. Like we want to tr- do these. Like 
I'm like, cool. No, let's do <laughs> I'm it. into yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, making me work harder though because those are the hardest ones to play. I got to like, <laughs> actually get good again. <laughs> that record is so heavy though. Like, I mean, it, like it's it's one of those because uh, this is this is I'm gonna pull my poser card. I don't really like the Pantera Southern like groove sound that much mm-hmm. as a metal fan. I'm I'm definitely more of like a you know like suffocation, morbid angel. You know what I mean? Like that's just that really really dank stuff. But I like Backbreaker. It's the only record that I listen to that has any type of like southern, uh, you know, sort of sort of influence to it because of how heavy it is. Um, I still listen to. Um, oh my god, what is that song called? Uh, I am Vengeance. Is still yeah. like anytime I'm pissed off, I still like crank that thing in the car. Like, you know, it helps me well, helps that. me not actually yell at somebody whenever I do get out of the car. You know. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of that probably is because our drummer for that record was a Yankee, so there's yeah. a little less of that swamp boogie on that one. <laughs> Could have been. I felt I felt you know a little bit of kinship, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm in St. Louis. I think St. Louis was Missouri was like very on the line. I think. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's actually he's was living in Chicago when we did the record. So that's oh, okay. Where, he's from what Michigan? Yeah, he was from Michigan. Mm-hmm. I hadn't talked to AJ in forever, but. Yeah, that whole record was just me and him in Eric's basement, just him and I together basically wrote the entire record. So we're both very into like the very kind of thrash riff and mm-hmm. um, kind of techie thrash riff. All of that record is like a, a big ass playing wise for me, just because it's yeah. rough on that right hand. Absolutely. I think that's what I like about it too, is the thrash. Because I'm, I'm big into stuff like Testament and. Um, Dude, yes. Yeah, and like Testament's still awesome, you know, even after all these years. You know, yeah. honestly, out of the, out of the big four, like I, I wouldn't go big four. I go Testament. I go Testament for sure over Anthrax all day long. I would oh, go yeah. Testament over Slayer for sure, and uh, over Megadeth too. Like I think Testament, Metallica is always going to have a special spot, but in, as far as like Bay Area thrash metal, like I think it's Testament for me. Yeah, they've been the most consistent too, even though they were able to change it up, like hearing chuck billy like for what he sounded like on like the first testament albums and then they put out uh what was that album demonic and then like even low when he started doing dude, those like dude, guttural the death the devil himself god. oh my god except it's he's like the incredible. nicest dude ever yeah that's <laughs> like, what i hear <laughs> yeah i did i talked to him um it was like two or three weeks it was whenever they released their new album titans of creation it was like two weeks after the dude got over having COVID and he's like, yep, yep. We're doing interviews. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a big old barrel chested, like man, man. Yeah. He's dude, a mountain. guitar player is he's, he's underrated as a thrash guitar player. Like people are always talking about, you know, the Gary Holtz and, and everybody else, which fantastic guitar players, but man, uh, the guy that's been writing, but Peterson said him. It's, it's yes. Eric Peterson. Yeah. Eric he's been the one that's yeah. there all along. Um, dude, that man knows his way around a metal riff better than just about anybody I can think of, honestly, European or American. I saw Testament in, they opened, they, well, they played, they didn't open for Slayer, but they, they played at the Slayer, um, uh, the Slayer farewell tour that went on for like two years, you know, until COVID yeah. shut it down, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I think that would, I think it'd probably still be going. Um, but yeah, with that show, I think Napalm Death opened it up, which is always a good time. And then, yes. um, testament i believe testament came out right after napalm death and then anthrax came on and everybody was so not into anthrax after seeing testament <laughs> play that there were people like shouting for testament to come back out and, <laughs> and play more songs like everybody was like really 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 blown away it was a weird show though because then like 
Lamb of God came on after Anthrax, and I was like, it's just weird, kind of weird that yeah. you would take a break from like Testament, Anthrax, Lamb of God, and then Slayer. <laughs> you know, I know it's all about like yeah. ticket sales and draw and all that, but like still, well, Lamb of God is like they're basically what amounts to the new Metallica. You know, the new yeah. head of the Big Four or whatever, which incredible band, but it, it is a little bit of a weird juxtaposition to go from all of that. And I know they, you know, they worship Testament too, so it's a little strange that they would come on after that i don't know that's always been uh the anthrax testament thing has always been a point of contention with me and uh bruce from loving sacrifice he's an anthrax oh, yeah. guy all day I'm like, i know no. no bruce no you're wrong <laughs> yeah but they're also like really like I, those guys are all very like clap like classic 80s metal like mo- almost more like melodic 80s metal i mean I, it's funny because the yeah. music that they play isn't like that at all but <laughs> it's just weird yeah that it's just weird that like he'll just sit there and be like yeah man um yeah what are you jamming off just jam- jamming this new striper record you know <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> yeah you know it's it's just they're, those they're they're great they're great dudes as far as yeah. as far as sitting down talking about metal um do you guys have any idea what day you're playing on uh on furnace fest that'll probably be in the first fest announcement or whatever but yeah, might yeah. no we don't we don't just really like, know anything yeah we just i think because they they were gonna announce us a couple times before this so it's gotcha. just kind of like yeah I, i'm excited to see the band lineup though like yeah, I mean, I'm excited to play, but I, I'm excited to see like you know who's going to be there because they had some really good jams, you know. Yeah, last time, so I, I, I'm just kind of like wondering who's coming back like to play. Yeah, hundred percent. Because there's a lot of stuff I got to make up for. The only thing that I think is kind of a bummer is I know the lineup last year was literally so stacked that like I would have had to make like really hard choices as far as like who I actually wanted to go see. Um, Because you had they had like the metal they had the metal stage which was with the plug your holes which is where you're going to see you know Hope's Wall and Zayo and you know all all of those those types of bands. Beloved played, which I was really disappointed that I didn't get to see that. And, um, but then, but then you've also got like Stavesaker playing and you've got like all of these, oh, man. you know, they have like a, almost like a full emo stage up there. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was like every single band I could think of that I had listened to back in the day, you know, Dude, was, they need to bring playing. on 238 back. Dude, 238. Me and David were supposed to have a 238 talk a while back. Yeah. <laughs> we were just going to, we were just going to come on and be like, welcome to discuss metal. Now we're going to talk about 238. <laughs> <laughs> we can still do that. We can still do that, man. The future, the future is bright on, on that. So I could talk about that band forever. Notice a so lot of activity on their Instagram and I'm hoping that they're going to play. Yeah. I follow, um, I follow Chris on, um, facebook um but i'm such a big fan i never say anything or comment on anything <laughs> like anything that he said i'm just like oh it's so cool you know but um i do that with a lot of you guys uh, but uh no it's uh it's yeah that i think that i think that that if if they were going to really pull out something really awesome i think 238 is going to be yeah would would be awesome so anybody from furnace fest is listening and you're not working on that start working on that because <laughs> that's that that's gonna that, that's gonna draw some people or maybe it won't i don't care as long as i get to see them <laughs> i'm saying i don't care if anybody else is there it'd be better if you're not everybody forget about it nobody go see 238 just yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> right it'll just be three it'll just be three dudes standing there being like in this great <laughs> <laughs> Well, very cool. I'm going to go ahead and wrap for tonight, guys. But uh, I really, really appreciate you guys sitting down and just talking with me about metal. Yeah, 
Um, and, uh, I'm really excited about furnace fest. I am going to make it out this year. And, um, this is normally the part where I'm like, yeah, I'll have a beer with you guys. But we, we had a whole conversation about that earlier. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, yeah, a, I'm primarily a, yeah, yeah. So I, I think, um, I think it's going to be a good year for music. And I think, um, anybody that is on the fence about going to this festival needs to absolutely not be on the fence about it and just pay the money get down there get yourself a nice hotel room early uh, that that's one of the that's one of the big things um and just enjoy yourself be a be a kid again so it, it, you know i know we're rapping but the the thing that really impressed me about furnace fest was <clears throat> the sense of community and like how cool everyone was was yeah. so cool you know what i mean like it was it was legit yeah. it was everything you would hope it would be like and that's that's kind of what i was hoping is it would have that same vibe as it had back in the day because that's half the reason i would even agree to do it is just because i do miss kind of that that communal vibe that came with a lot of that mm -hmm. just hanging out at the merch table and just you know shooting the shit with people for a while and not feeling like a weirdo because people are paying too much attention but like yeah just kind of being there and being with people you know like i, I sort of miss that mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it seemed like a huge community vibe. I, hey, I feel like such a poser because I didn't go and all that. But even the community vibe, too, everybody that was there that knew me would, like, send me pictures and, send you know, like, not, like, yeah. to rub it in my face or anything, but just be like, oh, man, I wish that, you know, I wish that you were here seeing this with me and, you know, all that. Yeah. So it was definitely, um, definitely, definitely a good vibe. <laughs> definitely, definitely a good vibe. <laughs> good people, good times. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and hopefully, you know, we'll be able to, share some of our jams and you know for the people that you know are interested and i don't know we'll see i think, I think there's going to be plenty of people that are interested that's for sure i just i mean it'd be cool maybe maybe some new songs will come out of it who knows maybe not yeah. uh, well, you never know you know never know i mean we're gonna go have fun either way and we hope to see everybody there and we might be working on new music and um, it just it kind of depends how the how the show goes, but I think it'll I think it'll end up with uh, with more coming out of us in the future. And hey, if not, you know, and if you're a band looking for graphic design, you can look at uh, Entry Entropy Hex on Instagram, and I can make some money from you. Mm -hmm. Actually, we are in the market for uh, new podcast graphic design. So um, hit me up, man. Entropy Hex on Instagram. Because yeah, my yeah. man up here has got some real nasty visuals. <laughs> I, I'm all about it. I'm all yeah. about it. I want I something. Get you a death metal logo. <laughs> yeah, I want something that I can print on a T-shirt that uh, I can then sell and then make up the money that I paid <laughs> that I paid for the design. <laughs> so um, that's all I'm uh, going to do is pay off that Photoshop subscription. <laughs> oh my god, dude! You're never. Yeah, that's going to be. That's a lifelong debt. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well i appreciate it we'll see you guys uh thanks for watching thanks for listening and uh we will see you guys next time all right peace my dude see you dude this has been the discuss metal podcast with josh and david of the showdown presented by discussmetal.com